Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. A fine Libations Friday, loosey-goosey edition of the program. Good to be with you. I'm Jeff, that is Tom. Over there is Director Matthew. And uh, hey, good day to you, sir. To you, man. Loosey-goosey. All right, we've got things to do today busy today so we'll have some news about the golf tournament today and kind of get all that worked out that's it it's a it's good it's good stuff jared verse is going to join us on the program today on the jeff cameron show jared verse talented young man who had what 14 and a half sacks in just 15 games while at albany is listed at 250 pounds will fill some big shoes at defensive end for florida state um Somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 programs sought uh, to bring in Jared Verse. Included amongst those were Texas, Southern Cal, Oklahoma, LSU, Michigan, and uh, notably for us, Miami and Florida. But uh, screw them! He chose Florida State! Woohoo! And that is a really good thing. So... Uh, obviously, we celebrated that moment when we got the uh, transfer portal notice, and uh, and we've already seen the introductory. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Um, so you know, hey, uh, the point is, uh, you know, I think uh, I, I think we we saw that, we celebrated that, but then the more you you really listen and and and, t- and think to you know, I talked to him today, so you do that, you you really get excited because man, he is focused, he's committed, he's a guy that uh, is a guy that I think um, is is going to have an instant impact. Now, the problem for Jared Verse, I guess, is expectations, not his own, which are high. But those of the fan base, given what we've lost in the way of Jermaine Johnson, who was, you know, the defensive player of the year in this conference. So uh, that's a toughie. That is a toughie. Um, oh, Gator Kirk, you're welcome. Right out. You know, we go loosey goosey on a Friday, and I'll hit the chat, Twitter, email, you name it. We get after it. It's all right there. But yes, we, uh, we nailed it. Yesterday on the show, twice this week we've been two and zero, three and zero. I mean, we have straight up done the thing this week. Oregon didn't just cover Tom. I don't know if you saw against UCLA, but they won outright. And I made mention 
that uh, if you felt good, you might want to sprinkle a little pizza money on that there money line yesterday towards the end of the show. And uh, they, they did. They pulled it out. Held UCLA to, I think, their lowest scoring output of the year. Oh, I'm heartbroken for Mick Cronin. And then uh, on the ice, there you go. It was 1-1 one to one after two between Minnesota and Toronto. If they were going to score a bunch of goals, you would have known by the second intermission. I said, ooh, easy street. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the third can get wily, but it didn't get wily enough. It Rocking was easy chair game, under. Tom. Easy Rocking under. chair game. Isn't that nice? Uh, so back to, back to our friend Jared Burris, who will be speaking tonight uh, at an event for the Tallahassee Boys and Girls Club. And uh, good for him, by the way. That's a wonderful organization. And uh, I've, I've, I've worked with them before, and we certainly are aware of all that they do. And it's near and dear to my heart as somebody who worked, uh, in essence, in the foster care system uh, long, many moons ago when I was not a famous talk show host, Tom. This is what, that's what I did. Back in 1974? <laughs> been a famous talk show host Long since. time. It's true. Yeah. My fame has Jimmy spanned Carter. decades. It is true. Uh, but but anyhow, I it's always, you know, it, it's it's good to hear that. So he, he's going to do that along with a couple of other teammates, and, and we had the good fortune to talk to him. By the way, Rising Spear was partly involved in this and, and helped facilitate the conversation. Good to see Florida State getting organized. As it uh, goes to, uh, as it pertains to NIL, it needs to. You know, I uh, had one of those nights. Now, this is not a complaint. This is not a complaint. But you know, if you if you are a frequent listener of the program, you know uh, all of the uh, the ups and downs in the Cameron household, and the good and the bad of my personality, and everything in between. And you know that I'm a bit of an insomniac because I bring it up to bitch about it quite a bit because it bothers me. But, you know, not enough to really go do anything about it. So the point is, I woke up in the dead of night last night again, and I don't know why. I have no idea why. I've eaten healthy this week. I've exercised, Tom. I've stayed away from the the devil's juice, and I have done all the right things. And I went to bed at a reasonable hour, and um, and just my eyes popped open. I think I need less and less sleep. But what it did let me do was extensive reading. Some for pleasure, some for business. And the reading that I did, that I came across, uh, had to, I came across one article that led me to another article about NIL. And there's a huge article today, and this is what we're up against, man. This is what we're up against. This is why, and I'm serious about this, all jokes aside. Um, I, I'm telling you, this is why we have to get our, you know, what together as it pertains to the NIL. This article about Caleb Williams, transfer from Oklahoma, who hit the college football world by storm last year when Spencer Rattler was uh, sucking uh, on a week-to-week basis. I had no love for Spencer Rattler, given my affinity for Oklahoma. I can't tell. Yeah, well, screw that kid on a lot of levels. But uh, I, I fretted briefly when there was this talk of maybe, just maybe, Spencer Rattler ending up in Tallahassee. I was like, no, 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 no. No way, no well, no soft ass, no. So my point was uh, Caleb rose to stardom, played great, was fun to watch him. And then, of course, uh, it's the wild, wild west of the offseason, and uh, Coach uh, takes it on down the road, and uh, it, it emerges there in um, Southern Cal where it would make sense because he followed his coach. And uh, now he has a chance to make a killing. And if you didn't think Southern Cal was already on the cusp of mattering again, in this 
era of college football. Like, we usher in the NIL. They matter a lot, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Too much. Because of what, no, I mean, serious, what they're able to do and what he's already doing is insane. And the article, I printed it out because I just wanted to take excerpts from it. Um, I mean, he's working with a company that has represented LeBron James and others in Los Angeles. You know, the entertainment capital of the world. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, And he's talking about, uh, I mean, for what he's doing and what they're enabling him to do, he's already got contracts. Now, this is for the NIL. He's got contracts, five companies, including Beats by Dre. Yeah, yeah. Compete with that, everybody. Ooh. Yeah, compete with that. It's a good thing they're not in our footprint. So they'll allow him to make money off of his name, image, and likeness, uh, these five companies, because of course they will. And the terms of the deals are not disclosed, but the uh, the NIL activity is being uh, monitored closely, of course, uh, from marketing firms and others that are weighing in on all of this now. And they believe his earning potential for this season, his first at Southern Cal, without having thrown a pass, will be over a million dollars. Now, that in and of itself isn't stunning because we're hearing those kinds of numbers for the upper echelon players, the top five, top ten type players around the country. He's got to compete with California taxes, though. I mean, they really yeah. got to pay him extra for <laughs> real dollars. That's where the benefit yeah. of being in a tax-free state is, right? Uh, Yeah, that's the push, right? Hey, we're only giving you $200,000, Caleb, but... I mean, no taxes. No state tax. <laughs> so it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, that, that, that young man will have the opportunity uh, to do that. But, my goodness, the more I read that story, it's in the USA Today today, and you can read it too. And it's long. It goes on for days. But the crooks of it what? is. What? A USA Today article that goes on for a while? Yeah, it's actually thorough. It's not just a pie chart. So... What I'll tell you there is that, uh, man, the more I read about it, the more I think, uh, ooh, goodness gracious, there's a, there's a lot going on there. Uh, so I, uh, I just know Southern Cal, I guess the, the other point would be if you're a fan of Oregon, I'm sorry. Your time is up. You had a window, a sizable window to win a national title, and it's gone. Now, you could say, well, but Phil Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Knight is not in L.A. He's in Oregon. And then, no. No. Not Phil him. Knight shoots commercials in L.A. They don't come up to Eugene to, to film commercials with Phil Knight. No, but I would say this. I mean, we have had this discussion before, the larger discussion of NIL and the larger discussion of, uh, you know, what's it going to take to compete on that landscape. I mean, I do think of these places, um, you know, like you remember when T Boone Pickens uh, built basically the stadium for Oklahoma State. He would have done well in this era. He still could because he donated. I mean, he's dead, but he donated. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but donated hundreds of millions. They would have had A and M's recruiting class at Oklahoma State. Maybe. Boy, I'll tell you, that's a that's a toughie. I mean, you still have to roll the hell out there in Stillwater. I mean. That's kind of the problem at Texas A&M, too. I know it That's worked this time around, you know, but... It's close like, to Houston, man, I guess, but, I mean, man, really? Yeah. Hey, let's go to Houston for the weekend. No, let's not. <sighs> Houston's a lot better than where they are. Florida State, Virginia. Will anybody watch? It's tomorrow at 4 o'clock at the John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia. The blinding beauty, that is, 
Charlottesville, Virginia, the JPJ, as we like to say. I uh, have no interest. This this uh, this this bunch here has uh, caused me to turn my attention elsewhere to the baseball diamond, to the softball fields, perhaps just my front yard. Anything to distract me from that product that is Florida State basketball. Speaking currently. of your front yard, maybe that's why we should uh, mm. blame FSU basketball struggles on you. Maybe it is Florida State karma for not rolling out the rug with your face on it and doing the video oh, with after the, a big win yeah, in football with the apricots. Yeah. We're going to save it as a special gift to the 2022 Knowles. That's what we're going to do. We will sit down when the Knowles win big games, including the LSU game, second oh, yeah. game of the season. Maybe we take the rug on the road. Take the rug on the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the rug on the road. Uh, you can lay it down <laughs> in Harrah's and see how quickly the uh, security comes to you. <laughs> we could, and uh, they probably would frown upon outside apricots. Sir, we have apricots over here you can purchase for just $15 That's a bag. Right. That's right. Yeah. The bag only has three of them, but you know what? It's a nice bag. You can use it as a souvenir. Boy, they're still delicious, Tom. I haven't waned on my enthusiasm for the apricot. I love it. Can I interest you in a used deck of cards from one of our tables? <laughs> Florida State leads the all-time series against Virginia, 27 up, 26 down. That'll be even after tomorrow's game against four uh, at four. Um but, you know, I, that's impressive. And that's all since 1991 when we joined the conference. Somewhere in Charlottesville, for many reasons, there is an uppity UVA student who really can't quite put his finger on why it is he hates Florida State. But then he thinks to himself, how the hell does Florida State have a winning record against us in basketball? And Lord knows we hold on to those precious few victories we have over them in football. One of the most arrogant people I've ever met in my life taught me English at uh, FSU, was a UVA grad. Tarkington was his last name. Unbelievably. Is he still driving about town? Maybe. If he is, good. I hope he hears it. Unbelievably pompous. Maybe he's changed in the last 15 years. It's he been a long time. changed his ways. It's been ways. a long time since he was in Charlotte. Like, of course you're a UVA grad. And he brought up 95 all the time. He's like, dude, get oh, hang on to it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Hang on to it, right? For my cold, dead hands. Um, well, Virginia this year is a weird team, very weird team. They had losses early in the year to the likes of Navy and James Madison. Oh, how unbecoming. Uh, but uh, that said, uh, anyhow, I'm not going to do too much more of a preview there. Florida State sits at 7-10 and in the ACC. That ain't good. Uh, if, you, if you were going to venture a guess, uh, as to whether or not Florida State, Tom, finishes with a 500 or better record. Well. We're 14 and 13. Listen. The streak may be over. Hey, does does a win in Brooklyn count the same as a win right now tomorrow? <laughs> because one magic week uh, in Brooklyn. One magic week. It's going to happen. Going to make t-shirts after it happens. You should. You could cash in on that uh, one magic week in Brooklyn. Turn it into a movie. What a moment that would be. Did I mention that Oregon won last night against UCLA? You're welcome, everybody. There you go. I'm just steady making you all cash. Uh, <laughs> okay, so coming up next, Jared Verse, Florida State defensive end. Hopefully we're saying Florida State defensive end extraordinaire the next time we talk about First it. First team All-American. I did. I'll tell you what. I'm going to look at it right here. There's a text from Jared this morning after I talked to him. We texted back and forth. Good kid. And uh, – he, by the way, uh, enjoyed our conversation as well, which was nice. And uh, But I don't think he would mind me revealing uh, an aspect of this uh, exchange. What, his full phone number? 
No, that that he would mind. He goes, uh, you know, thanks for having me on the show. Da, 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 da. I said back and forth. Bah, bah, bah. We're exchanging pleasantries. And then he said, I can't wait to exceed yours and everybody else's expectations on the field. Really? But I wanted to write back. You don't know how high my expectations are, Jared. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com Welcome back, Jeff Cameron Show, right here on War Chant TV. Before we continue with our guest, Jared Verse, who's kind enough to join us this afternoon, want to remind everybody to make sure that you like and subscribe to War Chant TV. That way, any of these videos that we do, and we do a lot of them, uh, you're going to get notified. You're going to be told that there's another one up that you're going to want to watch, especially now as we're getting set to go into spring football, having the opportunity to have players like Jared on. Uh, you're not going to want to miss these interviews as we get to know these guys that we cover. And Jared Verse joins us now. He'll be uh, joined tonight with some of his teammates. Uh, speaking to the Tallahassee Boys and Girls Club, uh, should be a lot of fun. It's part of the uh, dinner tonight, Black History Feast. Sounds exciting, sounds interesting. He's going to be talking to the children there. That's an organization, I might add, the Tallahassee Boys and Girls Club. Uh, that I think very highly of and have had the opportunity to work with in the past. Uh, so without further ado, Jared Verse joins us now on the program. Everybody knows, obviously, Jared, uh, you, you've had your sit-down press conference, talked with everybody about the process uh, of selecting Florida State. I may revisit some of those things, but first things first, how's the tour of duty going? Uh, <laughs> everyone spoke about how hard it was, you know, coming in. It's like a big deal. And, you know, I didn't get to do too much of that. And like leading up into it, and then you know, I got here, and it's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's heavy. It's hard work, and I love it a lot. Well, you're a workout guy. You embrace the process. You embrace the grind. Everything I've read about you, and then listened to you talk. I was part of that opening press conference as well. You love the work, and uh, you put a lot of work in because you you mentioned it coming out of high school. You're a tight end. You weren't recruited in mass by some of the bigger schools. You go to Albany, nothing against Albany, of course, but then you blow up. Well, you couldn't have done that without an awful lot of hard work and dedication in the gym and obviously eating an awful lot. So talk a little bit about that work. Is there anything that's much different about what you're doing now? Uh, is it is it exceedingly more difficult than what you were doing, or have you acclimated pretty nicely? Uh, I definitely acclimated pretty Albany, the work, every strength coach, every conditioning coach has their own philosophy. And, uh, you know, Coach Storms here is a lot different than, you know, other weightlifting coaches, strength coaches, conditioning coaches I've met. And, you know, before I chose the school, I talked to him a lot. It's been a lot of, like, how he expected it to be. It's hard work. It's a constant grind. Some days you're like, do I even want to do this, really? But uh, I love it a lot. It's a, 
it's all work, but I, it's not as bad I do. Did you have the opportunity to talk to Coach Storms? I know, obviously, you talked to Coach Norvell and Coach Papuchis and all that when you were looking at schools. But for somebody like yourself, you had offers from you know Texas, Oklahoma, USC, Florida, Miami. The list goes on. LSU. The list goes on and on and on. Obviously, Florida State. Did you have a chance to talk to him about his philosophy before arriving at the decision to come to Florida State? Uh, yeah, you know, coming into the final days of my decision, I you know talked to the every. D-line coach, I talked to most head coaches, but, you know, having my own internal list of schools with Florida State being very high up on my list, obviously, I uh, did decide, feel like it was need to talk to the nutritionists, the strength coaches, everybody along that, you know, the people I'd be working with on a daily basis. Still want to be an engineer? Uh, no, that was way back freshman year. I changed that a while ago. I'm a <laughs> I changed that a while ago. I'm a social science major now. Okay, well, you're still challenging yourself. I like it. Uh, well, hey, I was going to tell you, if you still wanted to be an engineer, I've worked with them in my radio business for years. They're quirky cats. So I was wondering why you wanted to be an engineer. <laughs> nah, it was, it was, that was way back, probably two, three years ago. So given, uh, I want to ask you something else too, because we're talking about hard work and, and putting in the time and, and getting bigger and getting stronger and doing all those things. I know from your bio in the past, and I, this interested me because a long time ago, I ran track as well. I saw you did the 4 by 400 relay. And I got to say, man, I, I played a lot of sports, not as well as you did, obviously, but I always thought the 4 by 400 relay was hard as hell, Jared. I thought that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in sports. It was, it was definitely the hardest I ever did it. Like, the, probably the hardest event I've ever done in track. You know, in football, there's, you know, you get play and play again to try, but and try you got that one chance to really get it right. It's you have to give it your all every time. It's a it's a headache, especially going to we went to Penn Relays and we went to states. So we're going yeah. up against kids that are just as good as us, if not better. And that was that was very challenging, pushing yourself to the full limit. You hit that halfway mark, right? You hit that oh. halfway mark, and it's I, all up here. Honestly, I ran it the wrong way because I'd go like a full out sprint for about 200, 250. And I yeah. just give whatever I had for that final 150, 100 yards. And it was <sighs> – I'd, I'd be on the ground. Like, I'd hand up a ton off. I'd instantly fall to the ground. My team, my team would come pick me up. We'd just watch our final guy finish up and then move on with our day. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that, Jared, is that uh, I wasn't the fastest guy, so I just didn't want to give ground. So I did the same thing. It was like, I got to do this all out. But, you know, you're one of the you – know, obviously, you guys won state. You guys were elite and all of that. I just – it's funny to hear you say that because, obviously, you're a great athlete. And, and I always ask people, you know, did you ever run track? Because if you did, you can almost do anything. Oh, yeah. It feels like you can almost do anything. Uh, you're, you're a true athlete if you run track. Like, you, <laughs> you can do it all. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, again, through the process, last one of these, and then we'll look forward to coming up in spring football. But I read that your mom and dad, in particular your mom, set up a war room for you when you were going through to make these decisions. <laughs> and I got to tell you, when I read about it, I smiled ear to ear because I hearkened back to the FBI charting mob families and trying to connect people to <laughs> what they are and who is what. You had – which kids were committed? Who were the coaches? What their records were last year? If they went to a bowl, all of it. How fun was that? Honestly, it was heavily on my mom because we, like, we put them all up. It was probably about 10, like, really big 12 by 24 papers, like, huge. 
and they had each of the college's names up there, the pros and cons, who was committing there, how many recruits they had, how many transfers they had, how many people were leaving, how many people were coming in, new coaches that were coming in. And my mom did, like, a lot of the information. Like, I give her almost all the credit. I came in, probably wrote, like, a couple things down, figure out who I liked, like, the kids I've met from the teams and stuff like that. But it was it was a lot. Like, if we, had a, we, had a, we had a nice dining room. It was pretty filled up, like, well, not the dining room, our office filled up the whole wall of the office. Everything like that. There was chairs, papers all piled on the floor. It was it was a mess, uh, to be quite honest. Yeah, but you got to keep that stuff so that you, after you've been in the NFL for 15 years, you can look back at the whole process <laughs> that led to the moment that you chose to go to Florida State, right? Because that's that's the stuff of memories, and that's the building block. Oh no, it definitely was. It was uh, the final day. I remember, kind of like I, I kind of made my decision, but I wasn't like I want to be sure with it, so I kind of sat with it for a couple of days. And one day I was just sitting in there looking at it. I just kept seeing Florida State and looking at all the pros and everything. And I was like, yeah, now nah, this is where I'm going to go. Hey, so when you're recruited by, as I mentioned before, sort of the creme de la creme of college football, I got to imagine whittling it down is very difficult. You know, obviously you had a set of parameters that you wanted to use to decide. You know, I read some of what you had to say about that. You know, what can you do to help the program? What can they do for you to get you to where you want to go? Um, you know, will they make you a better player? All of that. And I know you've spoke on this before, but I thought something was interesting. And you said this in the opening press conference uh, when you were introduced to the, the assembled media here that it was hard to tell people uh, after your visits and you weren't going to take your fifth visit, you took four, and, and that it's hard to tell coaches who have invested and, and really tried to, uh, to win you over. And, and these, are, these are folks that are probably, if they put their best foot forward, guys that you grow to respect as well, but only one team can win. Uh, I thought it's fascinating that you took the time to care uh, about those guys and their feelings. It's a business. You had to make the decision that's best for you. Uh, but I guess recollect on that a little bit, and then I guess specifically – what was it about Norvell, Papuchis, and the group here at Florida State that won you over? Um, you know, answering the first part of that, it was hard that day, like, when I did announce I was coming to Florida State. It was definitely hard because you had to call 30, 40-something coaches, letting them all know, you know, thank you for your time and investment in me. You know, I thank you for, like, looking at the things I can bring to you and the things that you liked about me as a person. But, you know, I do have to go somewhere else before myself for my family. It was definitely hard, like, looking at all these guys in the eyes, all these grown men, all these amazing people, you know, got to know them, met a couple of their wives and kids, like, everything like that, and telling them, like, you know, I'm not going to be a part of your program. But then, you know, I did kind of think about, you know, Florida State, I'm coming here, Tallahassee, you know, I like the team, I like the players, I like the coaches, you know, Coach Novell. The thing that got me was one specific thing he told me, you know, on, our, on my visit, me and my mom were meeting with him, we were about to leave. It looked me in my eyes. He said, I can't promise you, you know, some, every day you're going to like me. I can't promise you every day you're going to love me. Every day we're not going to not like each other. He was like, I can't promise you that, but I can promise you I'll give you my best every day. And since then, he's delivered on that promise indefinitely. Like, he has not strayed away from that. You know, in tour of duty the other day, I did a drill a little bit wrong. He looked me in my eyes. He was like, yeah, do better than that. Like, that wasn't even close to good enough. Got right back up, went back, and got right to it, you know, He's like a coach where he's like, he's going to praise you if you do something wrong or if you do something right. But if you do something wrong, he's going to let you know how you did it wrong, how to fix it. And I love that about him. I love that he gave me a real feel for it. He told me he'd give me his best so I could do the same for him. So, Jared, that means you like to be coached hard. Well, definitely. You know, some people like, I like, you know, coaches that tell me the truth. I don't want to hear, you can do this amazingly. You can do this amazingly. Show me what I'm doing wrong. Let me work on my weaknesses. 
and Coach JP, Coach Norvell, Coach Coach Odell, you know, they've all done that beyond belief. You know, they're telling me what I'm doing wrong completely, not what I'm doing right. You certainly gave a lot of credit in the past to your defensive line coach, Bill Nessel, at, at Albany and, and everything he taught you, right? How, what's different about what you're hearing? And I know it's early on. We haven't even donned the pads yet, so we'll see. But what's different about Coach Papuchas? Uh, I know you learned so much about your techniques and speed moves and all that stuff at your previous stop. What, uh, what's P- Coach Papuchas like? What have you learned technically, I guess, if anything, up to this point from him? You know, the, the main thing that, like, I think about every day that are kind of different is the stances. You know, my stance back at Albany was a little bit more, you know, right here so I can get my hands right there. While here, it's a little bit lower to the ground. You know, they're changing my stance the way I get off is a little bit. They're changing it so it can be a little bit faster. You know, they're just changing a lot of technical things about me. There's nothing too physical that they're trying to, like, make a big difference about. It's just technic- like technicalities about stuff like that. Weird question off the beaten path. I'm just thinking about the relative short period of time that you've been here. Have you gotten to know Tally? You starting to feel more comfortable? You've been here a little over a month now. You starting to you – can you get around? You know what's up? Now, I can definitely get around. I'm getting a little bit more comfortable here every day. You know, the team, I have to give them a lot of credit. They've helped me, they've helped me integrate myself, feel real comfortable here, feel like I'm kind of becoming a part of the family, you know, making real good friends and everything like that. Yeah, that segment group, you've gotten to know them really well. You guys hitting it off and, and, and vibing. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I couldn't hear that. The segment group that you're in, defensive end, defensive line, oh, yeah. you guys, are, you, you, you've gotten to know all those guys now and feel pretty comfortable. You're starting to get a vibe for what's what's what? Oh, definitely. You know, the first couple of days here, it was kind of like, you know, you're, you're the new guy. You got to be a little quieter and everything like that. But now we can start making jokes and having fun and everything like that. So final couple of things here. Uh, you know, I, I know obviously you're going to speak to the, the boys and girls tonight, Tallahassee Boys and Girls Club. This is you've been active since you've been here. Obviously, uh, you're a community guy. It sounds like it sounds like this is something that you're not just asked to do, so you do it. It's something you want to do. Oh, it definitely is. You know, I have to give credit because it's always something I've been wanting to integrate myself in the community, and everything like that. But Rising Spirit actually has been helping me. You know, kind of be able to get out there, speak to boys and girls clubs. You know, tell them how my path was to get here, go to schools, tell them you know what I did to be able to get to the position I'm at today, where you know people know me nationwide people can hear my name people know who i am when they say jared Rice is becoming a more and more you know known name so i've been going being able to i love the chance that rise experience given me to be able to go around and you know speak to all these boys and girls clubs and kids and let them know you know they can do it too really quickly for those that can't see it on war chant tv we've put up the event the location 6 30 tonight Part of the Black History Feeds, you can see it on your screen. If you can't, Pinewood Place is the location, 2940 Grady Road, Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, it starts at 6.30 if you wanted to be part of that. I think it's a, a great event. It will be interesting to listen to Jared and some of his other teammates as well. Final thing, Jared, I'll let you go, uh, and I appreciate your time and your candor. Growing up where you did, what did you think about Florida State? Where were they on your radar? I mean, obviously, you've come a long way, and you're here now, and you've embraced that. But uh, were you an Ohio State fan? What did you, Growing up, who did you root for? I never really rooted for anyone. Like, I don't really have, like, an, a professional team. I never had, like, a college team. You know, growing up in Ohio, like, I guess, like, everyone can say I was an Ohio fan, like an Ohio State fan. But, like, you know, I never really had, like, a team I went and watched every weekend or when the TV was on, I got to watch it. Honestly, I just played outside with my friends all the time. <laughs> to be quite honest. 
Well, that's good. That's good. That's nice to hear that you were outside. You're doing stuff. Good for you. I was more outside playing with my friends, playing football than watching it. Good, man. That is great. That's a breath of fresh air. Hey, Jared Verse, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck, and uh, well, I'll see you out there at spring football. And uh, have fun tonight at the event. It's a great cause. Will do. Thank you for having me. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Sucks the guy singing it's dead. Chef Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant uh, TV. Our thanks, Jared Verse. It was fun to talk to you, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We've got more of those types of interviews coming in the days and weeks ahead, including, I think, next week, early in the week, uh, still locking it down, still efforting to lock it down. Lock it down. But I think Coach Tokar is going to join us early next week. Uh, I will also um, try to have a second or third coach. We'll see uh, how many we want to do, but uh, Coach Fuller maybe going to join us as well. Uh, I've had several conversations with Coach Fuller in the past, so I look forward to, to bringing him on as well, and we kind of talk about this team as they head into spring football. It's nearly upon us now, and there's no shortage of intrigue about what this team will be and how much work they've got to do, and let's hope we're talking about how much better they are when it's all said and done. Um <laughs> I just looked up. I was about to read something. And former uh, intern of ours and dear friend and great guy, Daniel Prentice, says, uh, Damn, Jeff, looking sharp today. Yellow is a good color for you, brother. You know, this is a Sergio Tacchini, uh, Daniel. And uh, I, I, I'm glad that you noticed. You've canary got, yellow then, probably? You've got good taste. It is canary yellow. Yeah. Now, this Sergio Tacchini, uh, t- Tom, is uh, vintage 84, 85. So I am very, very pleased. that. Uh, so who the hell wore it for the last 30, 40 years? Nobody. It was special ordered by me from England. That is a true story. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> At least you admit these things. Matt's V-Launder. Oh, at one time. I know. The, the snooty level of, of this segment has, has gone to the stratosphere. It does. I'm looking at it in the video here. I don't often look at the chat, but I do now, and i, I got to tell you, it looks fantastic on me. Yeah, I'm going to Margaritaville. Clearly. See? That or fighting Bam Bam Bigelow somewhere, trying to match his outfit. That is uh, something to behold right I there. I might be going to baseball tonight. <laughs> I figured I'd be festive for uh, Hauser on a Friday. Uh, yes, yes. In a big way. Uh so, really quickly, again, thanks to our new partner here on the Jeff Cameron Show. Uh, we have uh, been been proud to welcome in our friends at Hamilton Home Loans, run by Shannon and Chad, both great guys. Uh, yes, Gator Kirk, I was intentionally acting like a UVA alum. Joking about. Um, but uh, Shannon and Chad, Hamilton Home Loans, on board with the Jeff Cameron Show. These guys are FSU through and through. Uh, they have their... Uh, they they have their hands on all things FSU, and, and, and I mean that in a good way. Um, listen, the mortgage process can be intimidating. You don't want to be intimidated, and you want to know you're being taken care of. Well, you got Knowles taking care of Knowles here, and they take that opportunity to make it easy as possible. 
great rates, cutting edge technology, all of that is true. But when you talk to the people who've worked with them, and I have yet to do that other than this partnership. I have not gotten a loan from them yet. I'm, I'm going to be transparent here uh, because uh, I, I know I have several friends who have worked with them, um, both in this field, meaning uh, the, the media field, but then also uh, folks I work with here that uh, have as well, and their family member members, plural. So that's important, and especially if I was going to join teams, I wanted some uh, insight from people that I love and trust uh, about them. But I got to meet them. I got to go have dinner with them. I got to talk with them. And now we're now I think we're becoming friends. And uh, I'm excited to work with them. We welcome them on board to the Jeff Cameron Show this week, Hamilton Home Loans. And uh, if you want to go check them out online, FSUHomeLoans.com. So there you go, just FSUHomeLoans.com. There we go. <laughs> I'm looking at you guys. <laughs> hey, you know, at the beginning of the show, I was laughing about, and I, you know, it was sort of tongue-in-cheek. People take things serious, especially if they're new to the show, they don't know. Where I was like, I'm not watching this basketball team. I do watch the game. I have to watch the games, whether I want to watch them or not. And, of course, I'm always rooting for them. Good Lord, everybody. Uh, But I can put them on the back burner, meaning FSU basketball. Like, I can do other stuff this weekend and find areas of uh, pockets of time where I don't want to be brought down by uh, the shenanigans I see on the court brought on by injury and other other things that have uh, depressed me over the course of this year. And I'll watch it before I come in on Monday, and so that way I can intelligently discuss our shortcomings in the game against Virginia. How often do you use the back burner? I mean, really, like on a stovetop. You know, it's made for four things. It's I, pretty rare. That's a good question. Yeah. I cooked last night, Tom. I uh, We got home from my son's basketball game, and... Uh, I was I, I was I had this little curry number I was looking to do here like a little chicken with some curry. I love curry, Tom. All kinds of curry. Smother everything in curry for me. Steph Curry. I, I like Steph Curry a lot. I don't know about love, but I like Steph Curry. Seth Curry too. Uh, I like Del Curry. How about a lot. Del? Yeah. I like Del. Yeah. But uh, I'm old enough to remember all the curries. Steady making shots. Who was the Curry defensive lineman? Defensive tackle. Wasn't there a Curry? Yes. Out of North Carolina? Yes. But you that's not Sorry. The, I don't yeah, know yeah. that curry. You don't like that curry. You're just going down the line of curries. Um so that said, uh I, I was I was thinking about heating up the curry on the back left burner, Tom. The back left burner. While some rice was cooking over here, and then the chicken was over here, and I was kind of glazing and marinating the chicken over here. One so three of the were being wow. used simultaneously. That's rare. Not all four, but three were. And if if I had decided to saute some spinach in that fourth one, mm-hmm. oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? A little sautéed spinach, some rice over here, the chicken over here with the curry over here, all four kicking ass. I think the household is maxed out at maybe three, but I'm usually a bottom left or front left burner guy, and that's it. So the usage rate of that burner would probably be oh, 80%, 85%. Yeah. You ever mix it up? You're like, ooh, let me try this burner today. No. See if there are any cool spots on it. I have. I'm very partial to the right front burner. Right front? Right front. I'm left front. Oh, you see, it's right here. It's right here. Got that right arm. Just grabbing the pans. Grabbing the pans, Tom. Now, I I can shift it over here with the rapidness right there. I got it. If I have to use another pan. So, here's where I was going. As frustrated as I am, and we all are, and have been, by this season on the hardwood. Imagine being, and they are so often these days the butt of the joke, and I, it bothers me because I don't have any axe to grind with them, but Nebraska, 
Imagine being Nebraska. I chuckled sometimes, especially when it's less serious items in the world, um, and, and people's, people's pain are derived in different ways, but sometimes through sport I can take great pleasure in it. I can take great pleasure in others' mountains of pain that they've experienced for years on end if it's sports-related. You know, it's not like the hard stuff in life. You know, like, oh, man, John's kid lost his left arm the other day. I don't take pleasure in that. That's awful. But if the pain— Shouldn't have been stealing. Yeah, got to stay off the train tracks. But so to me— when it's when it's sports related, I can I can take pleasure and I can laugh, and so I read this story in the dead of night, and I laughed my ass off. Fred Hoiberg will return as Nebraska's men's basketball coach next season. That, according to athletic director Trev Alberts, who I've had the unfortunate uh, encounter of and, and chance to speak with, he's an ass. The Cornhuskers lost at Northwestern earlier this week, dropped them. To seven and twenty overall, seven and twenty overall, one in fifteen in the Big Ten. One in fifteen. Now think about the one we lost to Nebraska. Now it was that look you got. We're cracking up over here because of the double check. Like one, <laughs> one, one in three seasons. Now again, you're a Nebraska fan. You love your Cornhuskers, and you're steady going there in Lincoln with nothing else to do. You husk the hell out of that corn. You are going to check out your Cornhuskers play some basketball, and you get to see them go 1-15 in the Big Ten, 7-20 overall, and surely three or four of those games were against like the Sisters of the Poor to start the year. So here it is. (laughs) This is what made me laugh. So – in three seasons, now as the head coach at Nebraska, three seasons at the helm, my man is six and forty-nine. <laughs> Good Christ! Can you imagine having your athletic director come out and be like, "Now, listen, guys. Obviously, this is unacceptable. We are not pleased." With the job Coach Hoiberg has done, but we really need continuity. Oh! <laughs> we're going to have to stick it out. I think year four, we're turning the corner. <laughs> oh! Six and 49. Good God, man. Oh! What? It, you know, like you're at that press conference. If you're one of these guys, you're a Nebraska alum and you cover the team and you've been covering them for a long time. So you've got to be professional, but at the same time, in your heart of hearts, not unlike where us, our situation, you're like, you're you're covered in red. You love Nebraska, and you're like, well, we got to gather for tomorrow's press conference with Trev Alberts. What do you think, Steve? Well, obviously they're dismissing Fred. I mean, uh, who do you think they're gonna? You gonna tell us how long the search is gonna go? I heard yeah. Rick Pitino might be interested. Well, I mean, he is at Iona. This would be a, I mean, maybe a step up. It's a Power Five conference. It's a chance. So anyhow, you know, you're having the discussions over a beer, and you're kind of just relieved that the Fred Hoiberg era is over. And you're like, okay, well, we get our respite. Maybe better times are on the way. And then they sit down. And they're like, I just want to say uh, thanks for coming out today. Uh, we have decided that uh, Coach Hoiberg will be back. Amidst a lot of uh, controversy and speculation, I wanted to put it to bed. Coach Hoiberg will be back for season four. 
We think it's best for the program. And you just hear a guy throw a pin down as hard as he can, pack his laptop up, get the hell up out of here with this nonsense. Hoiberg's sitting there looking sheepishly, getting ready to address the media. A booster passes out I, in the aisle. I mean, what in the sick? Now, now, get. Oh. <laughs> Over the past few weeks, I've had several productive meetings with Coach Hoiberg. We agree. The results of our team are not acceptable. No one is more disappointed or frustrated than Coach Hoiberg. Somebody, I, I, I nominate myself. I think I'm more disappointed right now. Than, I'm not getting paid for this. He is. <laughs> oh, and handsomely, I'm getting to that next. I have known Fred for a very long time. I've watched him build and lead successful teams. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You have not. That's a lie. Where? Not here. You haven't seen him lead a damn thing here. Fred has presented a plan. I believe it's like Willie Tiger's plan to bring in quarterbacks. There's a plan. I believe it's in the best long-term interests of Nebraska athletics and our basketball program to bring Fred back. Now, they did agree to restructure his contract. Hoiberg's buyout was believed to be around $18.5 million. And we have our answer. Under the restructured contract, his buyout drops to $11 million. What? Yeah. (laughs) It's still $11 million? Here's five bucks. Sorry, ass. As I said when I was hired three years ago, it is an honor to be the men's basketball coach at the University of Nebraska. I'm excited to continue to lead the Husker program, said Hoiberg. This has always been a very special place. We've grown to love the Lincoln community. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that is so good. I appreciate the confidence that Trev Alberts and the university leadership has shown in me. Our results on the court have not been what anyone would have hoped. But I am more committed than ever to returning Nebraska. Oh, my God. That's good stuff. Hour two forthcoming.